And now it's an absolute special treat for us, Bryce, because we have someone who is, I think, the preeminent voice in cricket news breaking on the line. His name is Dan Bredig, is the age chief cricket writer, and he joins us on Sports Day. Dan, welcome to the show. Good to be with you. Dan, there's um, a number of cricket matters we'd like to talk to you about, and we'll get more specific in a few moments' time, but you and I haven't spoken since the end of the one-day International World Cup. What are your main takeaways from Australia's, well, I think most would agree, quite remarkable victory? Uh, It's going to be hard to top as an achievement for any of those players, really. Um, And I think Pat Cummins said it quite well when um, he spoke the other day to Peter Fitzsimon, saying that, um, uh, you know, as great as an Ashes series is, there's only two teams that can win it and you play it every couple of years. Uh, There's only a World Cup every four years. The whole cricket world stops and Australia have just won that World Cup in India in the most difficult of conditions at the end of a year where they've been on the road all year. So there's there's a lot of of things uh, or or a lot of ducks you put in a row there um, to to tell you that it's, um, it's, it's a great achievement and probably a defining one for this generation of players. Dan, why don't we pump it up in Australia as much? Because we're so caught up, I, I feel, with the Ashes, with maybe less so with the Test Championship, but we're caught up with that. But this is the third biggest world sporting event behind the Soccer World Cup, behind the Olympics. Then it's this. This is absolutely epic. And this is how to play one-day cricket, isn't it? Tournament tournament play in in, the, in a World Cup. It just makes it so valid. Um, why don't we just really... Let, let loose on it leading into it because it was kind of like, oh, we warmed up and everyone was kind of rolling their eyes and suddenly it then got, you know, busy and we all, we all kind of then escalated towards the end. We, we should surely be lifting a bit more early for that. Yeah, I, I think, Bryce, it's got something to do with the timing in the year. Um, you might remember this time last year, the T20 World Cup was in Australia and there was a sense that it was kind of a bit of a sleepy event until we got to the until we got to the pointy end, probably with the exception of um, when India played Pakistan at the MCG. So I think it's a little bit about the seasonal rhythms of the year that, um, uh, regardless of what's going on, um, cricket can be seen as a little bit of um, something at the fringes until we until we get into um, into sort of pretty much now November into late November into December January. And uh, at the same time, um, you know, it's a long time now since Australia won the World Cup in India in 1987, which is obviously seen as the start of of a great era for Australian cricket. But similarly, that tournament went very much under the radar. It was only the final that was broadcast in Australia. And and even that, I don't think uh, in some markets was it broadcast in full. So um, I think it's probably always been a case that in, in that sort of September, October, period um cricket events even if they're even if they're massive ones can tend to sneak up on us right not bright sorry dan i was sitting uh drinking my chai latte this morning and i opened up the age and as always for better or worse i I flipped to the back initially so i start with a sport and the headline that grabbed me was mcg set for dual tests in 26 27 after new zealand deal locked in it's your exclusive report can you tell us more about this because that uh certainly made me very happy when i read it this morning yeah, well, it's it's a um, uh, it's a product really of a, of of a couple of things. So obviously, in twenty twenty seven, you've got the one hundred and fiftieth anniversary of Test cricket. Um, there's been some discussions uh, behind the scenes for the last um, uh, I, I, I think about nine months um, about uh, the fact that uh, 
cricket should recognise that and that um, Australia should take a lead role given that the, the centenary test match in 1977 was between Australia and England at the at the MCG where of course the first of all test matches were played in 1877. Um, so the fact that that is, is going ahead and the fact that England have um, indicated their willingness to uh, to do that is, is one part of the puzzle. The other part of the puzzle is that if you look at the Future Tours program in that summer, 26, 27, Australia has a slightly odd calendar, certainly relative to what we're used to, that they've got New Zealand coming for a, for a tour in, in December, January, and then they're going to India for five test matches, sort of mid-January to late February, even maybe potentially even the first week of March. So that affects the Australian season quite a lot. And so it's a question of well, what are you going to do with the time that you have left having carved out that time for the for the India tour now the 150th anniversary test match that's one thing but also New Zealand of course we um we I think we tend to forget this but the series in 2019-20 was extremely well attended including more than 80,000 people being there on Boxing Day now um it might surprise a few people to know that that was the biggest Boxing Day crowd ever for a match that wasn't an Ashes match it's better, bigger than any game South Africa have had at the MCG bigger than any game that India have had at the MCG so the fact that New Zealand kind of proved themselves as a good draw for the, for that uh, that season has um, moved Cricket Australia to talk to Cricket New Zealand about extending that tour from three test matches to four, which means that all of the major venues apart from the Gabba, which will be out of action because of um, its rebuild ahead of the 2032 Olympics, all the major venues will get a New Zealand test match. So that's Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne and Sydney. And so that's kind of how the picture comes together. Now, the last bit of the puzzle, of course, is that originally Australia were going to be playing Bangladesh in a couple of test matches in March. That's now going to move back to sort of August, September in the top end because they still have to play those matches because they're part of the World Test Championship. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It looks like the, the cricket calendar is expanding, even though we know that football is leaking it uh, into March earlier and earlier from an AFL perspective. We know that that's a bit of a challenge for the, the I guess, the the legitimate real estate um mm. but but what we're seeing is this flexibility changing now you just said at the start when we we're talking about world cup and you know it takes a bit for us to get warmed up into these things we probably just need to be a bit more open-minded it's not just the start of the summer as the first test at the gabber and the first ball gets bowled and oh we sharpen up into cricket mm. we, we had australia a series against new zealand uh it started in august it started in winter up north and we should really be leveraging that a lot more in Australia. And it's encouraging to see even those test matches against Bangladesh, because from my perspective, Dan, we need to take a lead from, and I would say we as in Australian cricket, we need to take the lead for these other nations, don't we? We need to play them and, and boost them up because world cricket needs it. That's my view. What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, there's, there's certainly some reputational repair that cricket Australia have had to do the last couple of years in terms of, regaining the sense that it is a, a a cricket governing body that will fulfill its commitments it won't try to change things around it won't try to cancel series so even in the case of this bangladesh series we're talking about moving it from march to say august september is not necessarily a huge thing in terms of either way it's going to be sort of shoulder months of the season but the most important thing is that it is played and that Australia fulfills its commitment to to play those those matches, just as it was important in 2022 that Australia went to Pakistan and that Australia went to Sri Lanka and stayed in Sri Lanka, even though there was a lot of unrest in the country at the time, as as you might well remember. So um, it's 
it's about developing cricket in other parts of the world, but it's also about, um, uh, I suppose you'd say, acting in acting in good faith and, and fulfilling the obligations that um, if you look at, say, India or England, India and England in recent years have toured a lot more overseas for test matches than Australia have, and um, that's something that Australia need to um, need to follow suit. Uh, we need to be a better global citizen, Dan. I think that's probably um, pretty obvious after the last few years. We've got about a minute and a half, so I want to ask you a couple of very quick questions on this. A one-off test, will that be part of the test championship, or are you not sure yet? Uh, no, okay. uh, it's it's an anniversary test match, so it's, it won't be a um, it won't be a points um, a point scenario. Um, and obviously, Australia, uh, England will be in Australia the previous summer for uh, for an yeah. Ashes series, which will be. And can we expect every living Test cricketer, like Bryce, for example, to attend the Test match just like in 1977? Well, 1977, it was all Australian Test cricketers who played in the Ashes, and then oh. all England Test cricketers who played in the Ashes in Australia. So it wasn't absolutely <laughs> oh. everyone. No, really, but it no was, invite it was, for me. It was quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware of that. Um, and and I think that 1977 series. I mean, you've written a book on it. Um, uh, uh, Bretto was when um, Kerry Packer was uh, wheeling and dealing in the background as well. And the other question I have is, what about the AFL? What happens in March if the AFL wants to play at the MCG? Well, one thing that, that I wrote about um, in the story was that under the terms of the current deal for the handover from cricket to football, uh, cricket gets the last right of refusal on the ground until the Thursday before the penultimate Saturday of the month. So that in 2017, that falls on March 18. And if you look at the dates of the centenary test in 1977, it was played from March 13 to 17. So if they get those dates about the same... Uh, uh, Cricket Australia will be able to host that test match against England and play it and still get out of there before the AFL is um, contractually due to, to come in. AFL fans will uh, be very interested in that, I'm sure, because they do like Richmond Carlton first game of the season, Although, albeit not in 2024. That's changing as well. Dan, really appreciate your time. Great story today in the age, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Age Chief Cricket Writer Dan Bredick. Exciting stuff for cricket.